Welcome to Horse Happenings with myself, Lindsay Partridge. In, in this episode, we're going to talk about how sour horses were once great horses and that it's us humans that get in the way and cause those really great and good horses to become sour horses. And I was really thinking about this the other day because my little Palomino Mustang that I'm training, Tom's Treasure, she is an absolute gem. She has been learning everything so quickly. We've been under saddle for really not that very long and she's already riding in a really adorable western little frame. She's collecting really nicely. She's able to do counter canter figure aids and switch leads, simple changes on cue. She's going over bridges that have gaps in them. She's riding over tarps and liver pools. She started to learn how to drag obstacles. She's just being a total superstar, even doing some little cross rail jumps. She's just being so much fun to train, so honest, so willing, uh, just a total gem. And she is the perfect example of a horse that could go sour in the wrong hands. And so I want to kind of share a story about a horse named Lila that I had. And this is a horse that I'll forever remember way back from when I was in university. I used to train horses and sell them because that was kind of one of the ways that I could afford to continue riding as I was going through university was essentially flipping horses where I would get these horses usually from auction or from um, less favorable conditions we'll call it so I was kind of rescuing the the horses while retraining them and then and then finding them new homes and selling them after I had fixed them all up got them going and fed them and made them look really good and Lila was one of those horses. So Lila was a horse that I got. I started her under saddle myself. She was super adorable and so willing. You know, she was jumping, walk, trot, canter, just really nice and safe, solid little mare to be on. Really fantastic. Had a, a wonderful little time on her. And then it was time for her to start finding a new home. So I, I posted her for sale had um, you know some people come to try her you know lots of people come to try horses doesn't you know always mean that they're going to purchase them so you usually have to go through a few people before you find the one that's going to work and then this set of people came to try I had two horses for sale at the time Nifty and, and Lila and so I had this family come up and it was this uh, the parents came with their two daughters they were teenagers I believe at the time and so I had both horses, you know, we saddled them up, we brought them out. And so the girls are riding the horses, walk, trot, canter, doing some jumps. And the horses are being absolute saints. They're being so good. They're jumping everything. They're going, they're stopping. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is going really well. And so then the horses are starting to get a little bit sweaty. And I'm like, okay, like now we're walking and cooling out. And then the girls are like, okay, let's switch. I'm like, what? Like these horses are already kind of tired. Like really you want to switch I'm like okay well I guess like a short ride or whatever um back then you know I didn't really have the confidence to to stand up for the horses in that way and kind of say like no like enough is enough like the horses are tired that's enough you don't need to ride them again like if you knew you wanted to switch horses you probably should have not rode for 40 minutes you know you should have just rode for 10-15 minutes and then planned on swapping you know 
but they didn't do that. And I didn't have the confidence to, to say something more, to not allow that. So they swapped horses. And again, the horses were super saints. They walked rock cantered. They did some jumps. The horses were amazing. And then it was like, okay, the horses were clearly tired and sweaty. And I was like, okay, like you really need to cool the horses out now. And looking back on it, I'm kind of mad, mad at myself. It's definitely a learning for me. I should have said something. And really, I think that family was probably just looking for a free ride for their horse, like for their kids. I don't know that they were actually looking for horses for sale because these horses were absolute saints. They did not put a foot wrong. They jumped everything. They did all the leads. Like there was nothing that they didn't do for these girls. And they didn't like no follow-up, no nothing. Um, no, like not even, uh, oh, sorry, we found something else. Like just absolutely zero follow-up whatsoever. So I'm convinced that they probably just came up to just ride the horses and, and not actually were serious, but I'm so mad at myself for not sticking up for the horses sooner and saying like, okay, that's enough. Like the horses are tired and, you know, they were sweaty. And so the next day when I go out to ride Lila, she's body sore and she's you know a little stiff like not like super unsound or anything like that but she's just sore you know she worked hard the day before and so she's sore so I didn't ride her or anything I gave her a few days off and then when I go to ride her the next time she is just like nope nope don't want to do it um like could not even ride her walk trot and this was a horse that was an absolute saint before and she had just gotten so sour because she got body sore after that experience and just didn't want to go after that anymore. And so I actually had to spend like a month of rehabbing her again and kind of getting her to go and and even still she was no longer a horse that I could just kind of put anybody on to just go and all it took was that one time of somebody taking advantage of her good nature and she became very very sour so I ended up finding her a a lovely home with this lovely lady who had her own farm and essentially Lila was mostly just like a a pasture ornament that they just kind of walked on now and then uh, trail type stuff but nothing too intense and didn't really work through a lot of that sourness at the time as well back in university I didn't have as many skills as I do now so I didn't have the ability to get her fully out of that sourness although now now I think I would be able to get her I would have been able to fix that a lot better help her get out of that and trust people a lot better but more importantly I wouldn't have put her in that situation because now I definitely have the confidence that I'd be able to say like my horse is tired my horse is sweaty my horse isn't used to this much work like thank you for coming but that's that's enough right now and I didn't have that back then. And so that was one example of a, a really great horse turned sour because a human got greedy, essentially, is what happened. And so sometimes that can happen because we push a horse too far. Like the horse is saying, yeah, sure, I'll try that. Yeah, sure, I'll try that. Yeah, sure, i try that. Until they get hurt. And they could be getting hurt because the tack doesn't fit properly. They could be getting hurt because the rider is not in a lot of balance with the horse and they're bouncing on their backs and they don't have an impact protection saddle pad like a thin line pad to help take away some of that bounce they could be riding with a girth that's pinching them and causing them pain 
And uh, all of these reasons can cause our horses to become guarded. And Tom's treasure, who's my little Palomino Mustang that I'm training right now, she reminds me of Lila in her really good nature. She's so trainable. She's so such a yes horse. She's like, yes, I'll try that. Yeah, she's so eager. Even the things that upset her a little bit, she's a little bit worried about, she's so sensible about them and she's still trying. Like we did a drag for the first time the other day and she was scared of it at first. She wasn't sure if she could go close to it. Um, you know, she was fidgeting a little bit, not wanting to stand still near it. She was a little unsure, but she was trying. I could tell that she was trying really hard to do what I asked. She just was shaking in her boots a little bit, not sure if she could do it. And so I just went slowly with her and rewarded her a lot as she figured things out and took our time. And I think after it was about 15, 20 minutes or so, and she was able to drag that rope and bag around the arena just fine and be and be confident about it. But she reminds me of Lila in the sense that treasure is totally the horse that could be taken advantage of you could take advantage of her good nature where she tries so hard to frame up like a cute little western horse and um, you know she does really adorable little stops and she's working on her transitions and things like that and and if you were to come in and start riding her and be like oh wow like she frames nicely and she stops real good you could take advantage of those things and start stopping her too hard too much or you could make her hold that frame for too long and and ride her for too long of a session and you could very easily make her sore make her body sore from doing too much of those stops or too much of carrying you around in that in in a frame or just riding her too long period because she's only four years old and very easily she could go sour and sometimes when you have a horse that's as as willing and as kind as a horse like Lila was or like Treasure is the hardest part is making sure that you don't take advantage of their good nature that you don't get greedy that you can have some self-restraint and and come out into your session and say okay these are the things that I want to work on today. These are the things that I want to improve. And once I achieve A, B, C, I need to stop. I need to stop. I need to praise my horse. I need to move on um, or you know, just do what they're already good at and know, but not keep pushing them to the point that they break, that where they break mentally or where they potentially even break physically. And not break as in actually break a leg, although sometimes that can happen if you are really, really rough with the horse. But break in sense of, you know, break down, get body sore, mentally get soured on something. We don't want to cause our horses to get to that point, mentally or physically, where they start to break down on us. We want them to feel successful. And when they come out, we want them to be eager. And so when I go out into the field to catch treasure, I don't even have to catch her. I just go to the gate and she comes right over to the gate. And she's like, all right, what are we going to learn today? And I'm preserving her willingness to learn and her desire to learn her desire to please and to try and I'm doing that using harmony horsemanship and positive reinforcement but I'm also doing that by having some restraint and and keeping sessions fun and try to think of training sessions almost like recess as a little kid recess at school is the best time ever but it gets cut short before you're ready for it to be over So you go out and you play with your friends and you're having a great time and then it's over and you leave while you're still having fun. 
Recess would be less fun if you would have recess and you stay out playing and having free time until you get so bored with your friends that you don't even know what to do next. Or you've run around so much that you're you're actually tired or you're physically now starting to feel ill because you've run around too much in the sun. And then recess would become less fun and you wouldn't look forward to it the same way. And I think of training sessions with horses in a very similar way as I want to cut them off while the horse is still saying, but I wasn't done yet, I could do more. Because then they're going to really look forward to seeing me again the next session rather than using up all of their desire to please and to try, using up all that fuel tank, then they've got no gas left for the next time that they come out for their session. It will take them longer to, to recharge. So think about that the next time you go to play with your horse or to work with your horse. If they have that really good nature, make sure that we're thinking about what their limits are mentally and physically. And their mental limits and their physical limits are going to increase as we train them because they'll just get more practiced and they'll be able to withstand longer amounts of training. But we especially need to be careful when we're bringing a horse back after the winter time and we're just getting them going again in spring and summer. We need to be really careful and mindful of that with those young horses, those inexperienced horses. We need to be really careful with that as well. So in the end, remember that all great horses have the ability to go sour and all sour horses were probably once great horses that unfortunately a human let them down and that's caused them to be sour. So thanks for listening and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Horse Happenings with myself, Lindsay Partridge. Remember, you can always check out more great free resources and other information at HarmonyHorsemanship.com or check me out on my personal website, LindsayPartridge.com. That's Lindsay with an E, Partridge.com or HarmonyHorsemanship.com. Thanks so much for listening and bye for now.